Blessed to be in the house of the Lord. Are you excited? Uh, I can't feel the excitement at all. I say, are you excited? Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. This church is going somewhere. I say, this church is going somewhere. And the Lord is with us. My, my challenge to all of us is let us get involved. Because sometimes when you are not involved in a thing, the thing will just pass you by. And you, before you realize, you are out of it. I don't know whether you understood what I said. But if you are not really involved, it is going on. And you will just fall off. Amen. So I am encouraging all of us, let's get involved. And don't have a temporary type of love for the church. It should be a permanent love. Amen. Amen. Because wherever you go, this church is going with you. Amen. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear you say anything back to me. I said, wherever you go, this church is going with you. Amen. Hallelujah. So have that permanency. Have that perm- you see, when you are with a girl, a girlfriend... Uh, that relationship can end. But when you are with a wife, it doesn't, you don't just end easily like that. Even when you are dead, even when you say you are, you are separate, uh, separated and you are divorced, you are still married. Lady Diana was f- committing fornication with her boyfriend. But when she died, it was the husband or the ex-husband that went for her body and buried her. So, the marital commitment is different from just having casual relationship. If you, are, if you go and see a prostitute, it's, it's a very, it's like you're not interested in, in who she is. You don't need to know her name. You don't need to know anything about her. You are having you are, you are having what you can get from her and, 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 and that's it. <laughs> you pay for it and you're out. Are you with me? This is not a, a, a prostitution uh, base. This is a maritally committed place. Hallelujah. So have a marital commitment to, to this, this place and what you are doing. Amen. Because it is only that in that that you grow. Amen. I say it's only in that that you grow and do well. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles with me to Turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter number 17. I don't know. Some people are trying to spoil their message. Acts chapter 17, are you there? The Bible says, now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Then Paul, as his custom was, went in to them for three Sabbaths, reasoned with them for, from the scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead and saying, this Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and a great number of devout Greeks and 
not a few of leading women joined Paul and Silas. But the Jews were not persuaded, becoming envious, took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathering them up and set all the cities in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. And But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brethren to the rulers and the rulers of the city crying out, these are these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Let's read that bit again, together. Ready, go. These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. And Jason harbored them. But all, but are all acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying there is no other king. Jesus. There's a, there is no... There is another king, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And they troubled the crowd and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. Hallelujah. Amen. But the, the, what I'm interested in on all this passage is that the, these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. I was saying to you last week that the world is afraid of a contagious church. Or a contagious sickness. When he says that there is an epidemic, the world is afraid. Why is the world afraid of a contagious or an epidemic situation? Because it is infectious. Hallelujah. You can catch it. And nobody wants to catch an infectious disease. So when they say you, you, there are some, some workplaces, when you have like uh, the flu or something, you are not allowed to come into work. Or when you come and you're sneezing and coughing and all that, they send you back home. Because we don't want to catch the disease that you have. Amen. Amen. And I said to you that Christianity is like the same thing. It's, you can have a contagious church. And you can also have a quarantine church. And last week we were looking at the difference between a contagious church and a quarantine church. And I said to you that a quarantine church is a church that is enclosed. What Satan wants is to have a church which is quarantined. A church which stays within the boundaries. Closed. In a box. See, listen, Satan is not afraid of a church that is quarantined. Never mind how big the church is. So long as the church stays within the walls, Satan is not afraid. Satan is afraid of a church that is contagious. You see, anything contagious does not stay in. Anything contagious goes out. Anything quarantine stays in. It's boxed in. There are certain diseases when you have them and you go to the hospital, they'll put you to a, a room and they quarantine you. So they don't allow anybody to come to see you. They don't allow anybody to go out from the room. You stay there. Amen. So that's why he said, churches that don't have anybody coming in or anybody leaving, it's a quarantine church. 
I said to her, a contagious church is a church full of contagious Christians. And I said that there's a difference between a quarantine Christian and a contagious Christian. A contagious Christian is a Christian who anytime they come near you, you'll be infected with Christ. So ask yourself, am I a quarantine Christian or a contagious Christian? If nobody feels Christ when they come in, in contact with you, then you're a quarantine Christian. You are not a contagious one. Because if you are a contagious one, it only takes two minutes and you infect the, peop- the, the person who comes near you. Anybody who comes to you must feel Christ. If they don't feel Christ, then you are not contagious. You are quarantined. For most of us, our colleagues don't know we are Christians. Our neighbors don't know we go to church. It's because nothing on us shows that we are Christians. Nothing on us feels that we are Christians. You see, this Paul and Silas just passed through Thessalonica. And they just visited the church three Sabbaths, three Sundays. They were in church. And the Bible says that the people came out with machetes and clubs and everything. The mob came. They said that. These people are the ones who have turned the world upside down and they have come here too. We saw the beginning of the people who have turned the world upside down in Acts chapter 2. And I said to you last week that a contagious church does not have to be a big church to start with. It just has to be a church that is oriented towards Christ. A church that has the disease of Christ and wanting to share Christ to everybody is a contagious church. Amen. Amen. And I'm, I was saying to you that these days we don't have contagious churches. Because the churches and the, the Christians in the churches are not contagious. We are ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Paul said that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God and to salvation. Yesterday, we were driving in London and all we saw was that a lot of people carrying, you know, that gay pride, uh, what do you call it? Their flags. And they've tied it on their necks. They've tied it. And you see them. They are walking through the city very proud, very bold with, 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 with that, that thing on their necks. Yeah. But, but you see, very, very rarely would you see people with, with uh, uh, flags carried, which is Jesus Christ, and I'm a Christian, and I'm a believer. We are ashamed. We don't carry, you see, very, very rarely would you see uh, like Jumpers like what Kiran is wearing, people wearing it boldly, Jesus Christ crucified, you know. But the world believes in people who believe in something. Amen. The world doesn't believe in people who try to blend. You are you are you are insignificant and ordinary. Everybody believes in something. Everybody believes in something. The gay people are very proud to believe in what they believe in. How come Christians are not proud to believe in what they believe in? How come it is, it is, it's almost as if you shy away from Christ. You shy away from what you say you believe in. Hallelujah. I pray that from today you become a contagious Christian. And have no apologies about it. Carry your belief on your sleeves. 
when you see those who believe in football, when they are, you see, when they are going to, this, they are to worship on Saturday, yeah. the way they carry their belief, yeah. the way they carry, they, they carry it with a certain vim. Are you with me? They paint their faces. And see, it doesn't matter what jobs they do. It doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter. They have a certain pride about the team, even though the team is always losing. It doesn't matter. They believe in it. They support it. You see them. Their cars are decorated. They, they wear the, the jerseys of the team going wherever they are going. Yeah, somebody they, they sleep on this bed sheet. The color of the the football uh, stars are all over. Do you know that full, football is a religion? Yeah, football is a religion. People believe in the football. They they spend so much money. You have no idea the amount of money they spend buying season tickets, buying their jerseys. Every year they buy new jerseys. Each one is about hundred and twenty pounds. And the travel. I have a colleague who lives in Doncaster. He supports uh, uh, Aston Villa, which is in another, which is in Birmingham. So when they say home match, he's traveling. When they say away, he's traveling. Every Saturday, he's on the M1 going up and down. They are in Newcastle. They are in Southampton. They are in uh, Cardiff. Everywhere, Norwich. They are going everywhere. The team was relegated. Are you understand what I'm saying? Because the guy believes in the team so much and he's, he's so contagious. And it, you have to talk to him for two seconds and know what team he supports. Yeah. It comes up. Yeah. And they say, they, they say so much about it. But you see, we, we cannot say, we don't say anything. Christ never comes up in our conversation. I say Christ never comes up in your conversation. Nobody knows what you believe in. I think you should go to the back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and we started talking about how can we create a contagious church? How can we create a contagious church? And I said that the way to create a contagious church is to see the signs of a contagious church. And the first thing we talked about was that they were in Christ. Hallelujah. They were in Christ. The Bible says that in John chapter 15, we looked at it. John chapter, I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes out. And every branch that bears fruit, he proves that he may bring forth more fruit. You are clean by the words that I have, I have spoken unto you. Verse 4, quickly. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Which means that the reason why we are not bearing fruit could be because we are not abiding in Christ. The reason why we are not contagious, it could be because we are not really in Christ. But when you are in Christ, there are some signs that show. When you are sick with any disease, there are symptoms that will show that you are sick. You have this sickness. You have this are you with me? Don't, don't, don't come
come and convince me you are sick. When I look at you, I can't find anything on your face. No temperature. You are not coughing. You are not sneezing. You say you have a flu. You are, not in pain. you are not in pain. You are not feeling weak. Your joints are not weak. You say you have a flu. How can you convince me you have a flu? Hallelujah. Are you with me? There are signs. There are symptoms that will tell us that we are a contagious church. And that starts with when we really have Christ in us. When the word of God is so pregnant in our system, then we are becoming a contagious church. Does your conversation contain scriptures? Your normal day-to-day conversation with people. Or it contains swear words. You know, some people's conversation can never, they can never string three sentences without a swear word. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They, they just have to swear, even when they don't mean to swear. It's because they are full of it. If you are full of the word of God, you can never ever have a conversation without it coming out. And say, don't apologize for making the scriptures come out of you. Don't apologize. A lot of people don't apologize when they are swearing. It's like, I have some colleagues, anytime they come, oh, sorry, sorry, Chris, sorry. When when it slips out, they check to see whether I'm around, whether um, I've heard it. I remember I was working somewhere and then I introduced the swear box. And like at the end of the whoever doesn't swear takes it away. Oh man. <laughs> at the point there, people said, no, we won't do it again. Because I was always taking the money home. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because it shouldn't be part, what should be part of you is the word of God. That comes out. You see, when a sponge is squeezed, what's inside of it comes out naturally. When they squeeze you, what comes out? When somebody crosses you as you are driving, what comes out? Do you swear? Ah, you didn't hear what I said. Let's go on. Let's go on. Today, 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 I want to add two more things. Is that okay? A contagious church. The, the next thing about a contagious church is that a contagious church has a type of people. I say it has a type of people. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. The first thing was a contagious church is not a church that is, um, is, is full of contagious Christians, isn't it? And number two, it's not based on a large number. Number three is is that a contagious church is built on their relationship with God, isn't it? The fourth thing is that a contagious church is a community of followers of Christ. Community of followers of Christ. Who are contagious with the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ. That all the world, see that these people have turned the whole world upside down. Which means that all ethnic uh, backgrounds... All cultural backgrounds are impacted by the, 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 the disease. So when you want to see a, 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 a church that is full of contagious Christians, we have to see all nationalities. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. Yeah. 
So when you come to a church and we see only one demography of people, we are not contagious. After these things, I looked and behold, a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches with palm branches in their hand. And crying out with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our God. If you, if the Bible you are using belongs to you, circle the word our God. Who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and all the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? It says that salvation belongs to our God. The word our means what? It means all of us. We, we possess. It's a, a possessive uh, noun that contains us. All of us, our God. And all of us is different colors, different nationalities, different ethnicities, different tongues. But we all have one thing common, which is our God. Are you with me? You see, if we don't create a family-oriented environment, we can never be contagious. And that family-oriented environment must include all sorts of people, different colors, different ages, different nationalities, different tribes, must belong to that family. Can we create a church that is a family-oriented church with different people? So you see, if people come and all you are speaking is one dialect, one language that people don't understand, you, you are not creating a, a contagious church. You are creating a quarantine church. Are you with me? When you come to church and you are singing a song that people are singing but you don't understand what it means, it is not a contagious church. It's a quarantine church. Oh, uh, uh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. You see, we, we, must have, we must have a church where it is not one type of nationality that is always with a microphone. I'm waiting for people like Ross to come and they, they lead, they are leading worship or they are leading uh, uh, prayer or they are giving announcements. Are you with me? Have a church that has different people doing everything. I, don't, I, I want a church that is like you find people like Ross leading prayer, worship, people like Auntie Agi leading uh, 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 intercession. You, you take one group, one age, one nationality, one says uh, it's a very a plethora of people. You can't identify. Is it a young church? Is it an old church? Is it the young people must be very loud? The old people must be very loud. The, everybody must be loud. Can you imagine we have a church? We have white pastors, black pastors, young pastors, old pastors, Latinos, Chinese, all of them. Then it means the church has become contagious. Everybody, once you are, you are a human being, you belong and we treat you as family. We are family. Yeah. Because it is our God. It is our God. 
And that is the that is the only thing. The the thing that brings us, binds us, is our God. And we have one salvation through Christ. Hallelujah. Psalm 68. Are you are you okay with me? I'm, I'm really praying that we have a contagious 68 by 6. I'm praying really to God that we should have a contagious church. God sets the lonely in families and brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Hallelujah. He sets the lonely in families. So everybody who is lonely must find their family here. Amen. That is why the Bible said in Acts chapter, chapter 2 verse 47 that they, they continued in apostles' doctrine. They were breaking bread and having fellowship. They had everything in common. They were together. Hallelujah. He sets the lonely into families. Let's have a family-oriented church but not the same type of people. And we, 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 must, we must all feel that sense of belonging. So that it doesn't look like, oh, if you are not from a certain part of the world, a certain part of the continent, or a certain continent, you, you are not regarded as an integral uh, uh, part of the church. No, that's a quarantine church. That's a quarantine church. Hallelujah. Let's break away from that mentality of having quarantine. This, this is a, 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 a Nigerian church. This is a Ghanaian church. This is an African church. No, no. That is not a, the type of church we belong. And everybody must feel that sense of fa- family. Amen. It is deliberate why we choose to sing certain songs and we don't sing certain songs. It's very, very deliberate. And it's deliberate why you will never hear me use certain examples. It's also very deliberate. Because if I use examples that belong to only one part of the world, I'm quarantining the church. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. It may be what my background is. But if all my examples and all my uh, analogies come from one area, I'm quarantining the church. Because you must come from there to understand what I'm trying to say. The jokes and everything, if it comes from one place, you must come from that place. Otherwise, the thing doesn't make sense to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. That quarantines the church. Let us have a big mentality about the church. Let's have that cosmopolitan attitude towards the church. Are you with me? It's like everywhere, everybody belongs. Anybody. That's why some people must be even even fast-tracked so that we break that um, what's it called? That quarantine attitude. Hallelujah. We should stop getting only the, the pastors to do announcements. Stop, let's stop that. Pastor Sam, Pastor Gloria, are you listening? Yeah, you don't. Can, can Ross not lead announcements? He can do it. 
What is it? Can Antia give no lead announcement? Can people like Chris and Co, can they not do uh, announcements, welcome uh, visitors? breaks the church. That breaks the church and makes the church contagious. Yeah. Hallelujah. Instead of quarantine, you only give announcement when you're a pastor. So when, when shall I? <laughs> when shall I also climb to the pulpit and hold the microphone? And you see, when people come and they, they can identify you can identify with this person or that person or the other person. When they come to see a young man giving announcements, the next day they come to see an old lady give announcements. The next time they come to see uh, 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 an Asian man giving announcements. The next time they come to see uh, a French man giving It's like, this is a, a church that I can identify with. Because I'm French and I can hear this person talking. It's French. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is what makes the church contagious. The next thing, my time's up. The last thing is that the Bible says, and they had all things in common. Go back to uh, Acts chapter 2, 47. Very quickly, my time's up. Are we creating a contagious church? Praising God, it had favor with all men, and the Lord added to the church daily that they were being saved. Now go to 46, 46, quickly, quickly. So they continued daily with one accord. No, I'm looking for the part that no one had need. I think it's previous. Um, no one, they had all things in common. I think it's 44, 45. They had all things in common. They who believed were together and had all things in common. Next verse. So they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Are you with me? Which means that they pushed with their resources. Anything that is going to be contagious needs resources. Somebody say resources. Yeah, and it must be pushed. Listen, the gospel is very expensive. How many know that? It's very expensive. Anything that's going to be contagious is very expensive. Football is very expensive business. The gospel is a very expensive business. Do you know that the gay pride is also a very expensive business? Those people who are into it, they finance it. They pump money in. Listen, listen, listen. We are believing God as a church. We are believing God to have coaches. 33-seater coaches. Not one, not two, not three. Are you with me? We are starting an... uh, 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 a chapel in, in uh, Manchester. It means that a coach must come from Manchester. The, the, those of us who drive, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging all of us, let's change our licenses so that we can drive coaches. 
Gated it because it costs the same to run a 17 seater minibus as it costs to run a 33 seater coach. The price is the same, insurance is the same, the fuel is, is, is the same. Are you, are you with me? The problem we have is that we don't have anybody who, have that type of, who has that type of license to drive it. But you see, there, there are people who are happy to jump on that coach and travel from Hull to here, from Manchester here, to Birmingham, from Birmingham to this place. Amen. The problem we have is that we don't have people who are selling all their possessions to pump in. Sometimes the thing you have to sell is your time. Just sell your time to get that license so that you can help push the gospel. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. It's like we only have one or two people who drive. So if those two people are not in church, the coaches can't move, which means about 60 people cannot come to church because one person is not available. Hallelujah. Am I challenging all the men at the back and the women? You should be able to drive a bus. If you can drive a car, it should be, it's the same process. Daniel, are you listening to me? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's sell our time. It's just time. Get, get the buses. Amen. Get the buses. Because the, the, the place should be full. I said this place should be full. This place should be full. And for it to be full, it doesn't take just you coming from your home here. Are you with me? Yeah. And and to start branches and start churches is very expensive. There's this uh, uh, Bradford alone. If I'm to tell you the amount of money that has been pumped in, you you marvel. And we've never asked you for any pound as it is to start the church. But that's how it is. It's very expensive to push the gospel. Are you, are you getting it? Yeah, very expensive. But that's what it takes. Otherwise, we'll all be here and we'll quarantine ourselves. Amen. And that's what Satan likes. That is what Satan likes. Satan likes a church that is inside. You'll be happy. Just don't go out. Just don't start chapels. Just don't start branches. Just don't, no, no, let's contain it here. And everybody will be happy. Amen. But I see this church being different. I see, I see this church being a, a contentious church. That CICC will be found in every place. Those of us who are students, when we are going back to wherever we are going, we are taking CICC with us. Are you with me? You start a church wherever you are, and you'll be the pastor there. Amen. And we'll support it. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Oh, nobody's minding me. How many are with me? Yeah. Let's, Let's have a contagious church.